0: In this episode, we go to Kensington Palace. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Kensington Palace is a royal residence set in Kensington Gardens in the royal borough of Kensington and Chelsea in London. It has been a residence of the British royal family since the 17th century and is currently the official London residence of the Prince and Princess of Wales, the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, the Duke and Duchess of Kent, and Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. Today, the staterooms are open to the public and managed by the independent charity Historic Royal Palaces, a non-profit organization that does not receive public funds. The offices and private accommodation areas of the palace remain the responsibility of the royal household and are maintained by the Royal Household Property Section. The palace also displays many paintings and other objects from the royal collection. King William III and Queen Mary II Kensington Palace was originally a two-story Jacobean mansion built by Sir George Coppin in 1605 in the village of Kensington. Shortly after William and Mary assumed the throne as joint monarchs in 1689, they began searching for a residence better suited for the comfort of an asthmatic William as Whitehall Palace was too near the Thames with its fog and floods for William's fragile health. In the summer of 1689, William and Mary bought the property, then known as Nottingham House, from the Secretary of State Daniel Finch, 2nd Earl of Nottingham, for £20,000. They instructed Sir Christopher Wren. Surveyor of the King's Works to begin an immediate expansion of the house. In order to save time and money, Wren kept the structure intact and added a three story pavilion at each of the four corners, providing more accommodation for the King and Queen and their attendants. The Queen's apartments were in the northwest pavilion and the King's in the southeast. Wren reorientated the house to face west, building north and south wings to flank the approach. Made into a proper coup honour, that was entered through an archway surmounted by a clock tower. The palace was surrounded by straight cut solitary lawns and formal stately gardens, laid out with paths and flower beds at right angles, in the Dutch fashion. The royal court took residence in the palace shortly before Christmas 1689. For the next seventy years, Kensington Palace was the favored residence of British monarchs, although the official seat of the court was and remains at St. James's Palace which has not been the actual royal residence in London since the 17th century. Additional improvements soon after included Queen Mary's extension of her apartments by building the Queen's Gallery. After a fire in 1691, the King's staircase was rebuilt in marble and a guard chamber was constructed, facing the foot of the stairs. William had constructed the south front, to the design of Nicholas Hawksmoor, which included the King's Gallery where he hung many works from his picture collection. Mary II died of smallpox in the palace in 1694. In 1702, William suffered from a fall of a horse at Hampton Court and was brought to Kensington Palace, where he shortly died afterwards from pneumonia. After William III's death, the palace became the residence of Queen Anne. She had Christopher Wren complete the extensions that William and Mary had begun, resulting in the section known as the Queen's Apartments, with the Queen's entrance and the plainly decorated Wren-designed staircase. That featured shallow steps so that Anne could walk down gracefully. These were primarily used by the Queen to give access between the private apartments and gardens. Queen Anne's most notable contribution to the palace were the gardens. She commissioned the Hawksmoor design orangery, modified by John Vanborough, that was built for her in 1704. The level of decoration of the interior, including carved detail by Grinning Gibbons, reflected its intended use, not just as a greenhouse, but as a place for entertaining. A magnificent 12-hectare, 30-acre, baroque pater with sections of clipped scrolling designs punctuated by trees formerly clipped into cones was laid out by Henry Wise, the royal gardener. Kensington Palace was the setting of the final argument between Sarah, Duchess of Marlborough, and Queen Anne. The Duchess, who was known for being outspoken and manipulative, was jealous of the attention the Queen was giving to Baroness Marsham. Along with the previous insensitive acts of the Duchess after the death of Anne's husband, Prince George of Denmark, Who had died at Kensington Palace in October 1708, their friendship came to an abrupt end on the 6th of April 1710, with the two seeing each other for the last time after an argument in the Queen's closet. Queen Anne died at Kensington Palace on the 1st of August 1714. George I spent lavishly on the new royal apartments, creating three new state rooms known as the Privy Chamber, the Coupler Room, and the Withdrawing Room. He hired the unknown William Kent in 1722, to decorate the staterooms, which he did with elaborately painted trompe de l'ol ceilings and walls. The cobbler room was Kent's first commission for the king. The octagonal coffering in the dome ceiling was painted in gold and blue and terminated in a flat panel decorated with the star of the Order of the Garter. The walls and woodwork were painted brown and gold to contrast with the white marble pilasters, doorways and niches which were surmounted with gilded satire. George I was pleased with his work. And between 1722 and 1727, Kent oversaw the decoration and picture hanging of all the royal apartments at Kensington Palace. Kent's final commission was the King's Grand Staircase, which he painted with 45 intriguing courtiers from the Georgian court, including the king's Turkish servants, Mohammed and Mustafa, Peter the Wild Boy as well as himself along with his mistress. King George I enlarged the palace with the addition of an apartment built on the northwest side to house his mistress. Meluse von der Schölleberg, Duchess of Kendal The last reigning monarch to use Kensington Palace was George II, who did not undertake any major structural changes to the palace during his reign and left the running of the palace to his wife, Queen Caroline. At the request of the Queen, Charles Bridgman, successor to Henry Wise as royal gardener, swept away the outmoded Patiers and redesigned Kensington Gardens in a form that is still recognizable today. His remaining features are the serpentine the basin called the Round Pond, and the Broadwalk. After the death of his wife, George II neglected many rooms and the palace fell into disrepair. King George II died at Kensington Palace on the 25th of October 1760. With the accession of King George III in 1760, Kensington Palace was only used for minor royalty. The sixth son of George III, Prince Augustus Frederick, Duke of Sussex, was allocated apartments in the southwest corner of Kensington Palace in 1805 known as Apartment 1. He was interested in the arts and science and amassed a huge library that filled 10 rooms and comprised of over 50,000 volumes. He had a large number of clocks and a variety of singing birds that were free to fly around his apartments. He was elected as president of the Royal Society and gave receptions in his apartments at Kensington Palace to men of science. The expense they incurred induced him to resign the presidency as he preferred to employ the money in making additions to his library. The Duke of Sussex caused quite a scandal when he married twice in convention of the Royal Marriages Act of 1772 because it had not been approved by the king. His second wife, Cecilia Underwood, Duchess of Inverness, was never titled or recognized as the Duchess of Sussex. However, she was created Duchess of Inverness in her own right in 1840. The Duke died at Kensington Palace in 1843. As he had lived beyond his means and amassed substantial debts, his possessions, including the library, were sold after his death. The Duchess of Inverness continued to reside at Kensington Palace until her death in 1873. Prince Edward, Duke of Kent and Strathern, the fourth son of King George III, was allocated two floors of rooms in the southeast corner of the palace, below the state apartments, which he renovated for his use. The apartments were next to his near blind sister, Princess Sophia. His daughter, Alexandria Victoria, was born on the 24th of May, 1819, and her christening conducted in the Coupler Room in the following month. The Duke of Kent and Strathairn died nine months after the birth of his daughter. She grew up in the confines of the palace in an unhappy and lonely childhood as a result of the Kensington system adopted by her mother, Victoria, Duchess of Kent, and the domineering Sir John Conroy, her mother's contemporary of the household. Princess Sophia fell under the sway of Conroy. Who took advantage of her senility and blindness? She frequently served as his spy on the Kensington household, as well as her two older brothers. Conroy squandered most of her money until she died in 1848 at Kensington Palace. In 1837, Princess Alexandra Victoria was awakened to be told that her uncle, King William IV, had died and that she was now queen. She took the regal name of Victoria and held her first privy council in the Red Saloon at the palace the Queen promptly moved to Buckingham Palace. She granted rooms at Kensington Palace to her family and retired retainers, which included the Duke and Duchess of Teck, parents of Queen Mary, great-grandmother of King Charles III, who was born at Kensington Palace on the
1: 26th of May, 1867. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement.
0: resided in the apartment with her husband, the Marquis of Lorne, departing after she was appointed Governor-General of Canada for Rideau Hall. The couple returned after his tenure and Louise used her art studio at the apartments to design and sculpt the statue of Queen Victoria, Kensington Palace. The apartment became her primary residence upon her being widowed in 1914 before her death in 1939. In 1955, the apartment was given to the widowed Princess Marina, Duchess of Kent and her children until her death in 1969. Louise's younger sister, Princess Beatrice, was given by Queen Victoria the apartments once occupied by the Queen and her mother below the state apartments. During World War I, George V allowed a number of rooms in the palace to be used by those working for the Irish POWs and Irish soldiers at the front and decreed that its royal inhabitants adhere to the same rations as everyone else. The royal inhabitants now included Princess Helena, Duchess of Albany, Princess Alice, Countess of Althorne, and the Earl of Althorne. In 1921, upon widowhood, Victoria, Marchioness of Milford Haven, moved into the Grace and Favour apartment at Kensington Palace. During this period, her grandson, Prince Philip, lived with her at times as she was in charge of his education. As a result of the number of royal relatives residing there in the 1920s and 1930s, Edward Eighth called the palace the Aunt Heap. Kensington Palace was severely damaged during the Blitz of 1940. It was hit by an incendiary bomb that exploded in the north side of the clock court, damaging many of the surrounding buildings including the state apartments, particularly the Queen's apartments. The headquarters of personnel section occupied apartment 34 and as a result, the garden was overrun with anti-aircraft guns, sandbags and trenches. Repairs to the palace were not completed for several years, but after the war, Prince Philip stayed with his grandmother in the lead-up to his 1947 marriage with Princess Elizabeth. Later to become Queen Elizabeth II. With the bombing damage and deaths of Princess Louise and Princess Beatrice, the palace entered a period of neglect. During the 1950s, residents of the palace included the master of the house, Henry Somerset, 10th Duke of Beaufort, who had married Lady Mary Cambridge, a niece of Queen Mary, as the daughter of the first Marquis of Cambridge, Alan Lascais, Queen Elizabeth's private secretary, and Princess Alice, Countess of Hawthorne, who lived in the palace until her death in 1981. In 1955, the widowed Princess Marina, Duchess of Kent, moved into apartment 1 with her children, which had been vacant since Princess Louise's death in 1939. It was at this time that the apartment was divided and apartment 1A created. The stylish Duchess of Kent continued to live in the apartment until her death at Kensington Palace of a brain tumour in 1968. Following their wedding day on the 6th of May, 1960, Princess Margaret, Countess of Snowdon, sister of Queen Elizabeth II, and the Earl of Snowdon moved into apartment 10, while they set about transforming the much larger apartment 1A to new designs. In 1960, Kensington Palace was under the auspices of the Department of the Environment. The renovation had to be carried out under the strictest of budgets, with the eventual costs coming in at £85,000, approximately £1.5 million in today's money. By 1962, the whole interior had been gutted all the floors, except the attic floor, were removed to deal with rising damp. The resulting modern apartment consisted of the main reception rooms, three principal bedrooms and dressing rooms, three principal bathrooms, the nursery accommodation, nine staff bedrooms, four staff bathrooms, two staff kitchens, and two staff sitting rooms. Twenty ancillary rooms included a linen store, a luggage room, a drying room, a glass pantry, and a photographic dark room for Lord Snowden. The house in the 18th century style had a modern colour palette with a bold use of colours including Margaret's favourites Pink and Kingfisher Blue. The house was largely designed by Snowdon and Princess Margaret with the assistance of the theatre designer Carl Toms, one-time assistant to Oliver Messel, Lord Snowdon's uncle and a close friend of the royal couple. The royal couple moved into apartment 1A on the 4th of March 1963, prior to the birth of their daughter, Lady Sarah, who was born at the palace the following year. Prince and Princess Richard of Gloucester, later the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, moved into apartment 1 after their marriage in 1972, the 21-room house previously occupied by Princess Marina, where they subsequently raised their three children. In 1994, after the Gloucesters had to give up their country home, Barnwell Manor, for financial reasons, they moved to the Duke's aged mother, Princess Alice, Duchess of Gloucester, from Barnwell to Kensington Palace, where she died in her sleep on the 29th of October 2004 at the age of 102. She holds the record as the oldest person in the history of the British royal family. The Queen gave the keys to the 5-bedroom, 5-reception, grace and favour, apartment 10, to Prince and Princess Michael of Kent on the occasion of their marriage in 1974. Their children, Lord Frederick Windsor and Lady Gabriella Kingston, were raised at the residence. In 2008, there was a controversy when it was claimed that the couple paid a rent of only £70 per week they fulfilled no official duties on behalf of the Queen. The British Monarchy Media Centre denied these reports and stated that, The Queen is paying the rent for Prince and Princess Michael of Kent's apartment at a commercial rate of £120,000 annually from her own private funds. This rent payment by the Queen is in recognition of the royal engagements and work for various charities which Prince and Princess Michael of Kent have undertaken at their own expense and without any public funding. It was announced that Prince and Princess Michael would begin paying rent of £120,000 per a year out of their own funds to continue living in the apartment. In 1996, Prince Michael's older brother, Prince Edward Duke of Kent, and his wife Catherine moved into Wren House on the Kensington Palace estate. In 1981, in the part of the palace that King George I built for his mistress, the Duchess of Kendal, apartments eight and nine were combined to create the London residence of the newly married Prince of Wales, and his wife, Diana, Princess of Wales. It remained the official residence of the princess after their divorce until her death. Her sons, princes William and Harry, were raised in Kensington Palace and went to a local nursery and prep schools in Notting Hill, which is a short drive away. According to Andrew Morton, the palace was a children's paradise with its long passageways, a helicopter pad, and many outdoor gardens, including one on the roof where the family spent many hours. Several notable courtiers lived or have lived at the old barracks building on the southern end of the palace. Notable residents include Paul Burrell, Princess Diana's butler; Sir Miles Hunt Davis, private secretary to Prince Philip; Jane, Lady Fellows, Diana's sister, and her husband Robert Fellows, Baron Fellows, private secretary to the Queen. Diana's interview with Martin Bashir for the BBC's Panorama programme was recorded in Diana's sitting room at the palace. Upon Diana's death on the thirty-first of August, nineteen ninety-seven. The gates of Kensington Palace became the focus of public mourning, with over one million bouquets reaching five feet, 1.5 meters deep in places, placed as a tribute before them stretching out into Kensington Gardens. The Princess's coffin spent its last night in London at the palace. On the morning of the 6th of September 1997, a tenor bell signalled the departure of the funeral cortege, carrying the coffin from the palace on a gun carriage to Westminster Abbey for the ceremony. Her residence was stripped bare and lay vacant for ten years after her death. It was split back into two apartments, with apartment 8 being used by four of Charles' charities and apartment 9 becoming home to the Chief of Defence Staff. Following their marriage in 2011, the then Duke and Duchess of Cambridge then used Nottingham Cottage as their London residence. They moved into the four-storey, twenty-room apartment 1A, the former residence of Princess Margaret, in 2013. Renovations took 18 months at a cost of £4.5 million, including new heating, electrics and plastering, and the removal of asbestos that required nearly everything to be stripped out internally as well as a new roof. Kensington Palace became the Duke and Duchess's main residence in 2017, moving from their country home, Amna Hall. The apartment covers four stories, with three bedrooms, two nurseries, and five reception rooms. In 2016, Diana's former residence, apartment 8, was turned into office space for the couple staff, official duties and charity work. The Duke and Duchess have hosted multiple engagements, receptions, and meetings at the palace. On the 28th of March 2012, it was announced that Prince Harry had moved from his residence of Clarence House to a one-bedroom apartment at Kensington Palace. From 2013, he resided at Nottingham Cottage. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex continued to live at the property until the birth of their son in the spring of 2019. In April 2018, Princess Eugenie moved from St. James's Palace to Ivy Cottage at Kensington Palace. She lived there with her husband, Jack Brooksbank, until November 2020. In September 2019, the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, previously residents of apartment 1, moved to the Old Stables, a smaller home located within the palace's estate. So, I hope you've enjoyed our first part look at Kensington Palace. Next time, we'll look at part 2 and we'll look at the apartments in more detail. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon for the next one.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.